Hey man, and welcome to another episode of Quality Manhood, a show meant for Christian men seeking to understand how to apply God's truth in everyday life. I'm one of the hosts of the show, PJ Burner, along with my co-host, Kellen Allen. What's up? And Kellen, I just got myself using hand gestures as I'm Again. recording a podcast. and Get I just excited. I, I do. I can't not talk with my hands. So, <laughs> hey man, what's going on? It's, uh, if you're listening to this the day it drops, it's Friday, and it's the Friday before uh, a Hallmark holiday that happens this Sunday. And that holiday would be what, Kellen? Valentine's Valentine's Day. day. So day. some of you men are going, oh no, that's this weekend right yeah, now. And I got to do something. Kellen and I are just here to say, you're welcome. Yeah, we're going to help you out. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, because we've got some ideas for you. And maybe you're one of those guys that's like, ah, I don't know. Or maybe you're listening to this on Monday and, and Valentine's Day's passed and you're like, well, that's over. Uh, you still have an opportunity to go out and, and love your wife well this week or love your girlfriend if you're dating somebody well. And, and the, those might be the, the smarter people because they're going to get a, a, a great price right. that's normal and right. not hiked up because of this Hallmark holiday. Exactly. Which that's part of the reason why I, I just have a hard time. Like I'll either go buy something before and then have it the day of or, you know, I'll, I'll buy something afterwards. And luckily, I love my wife. She's on board, too. She's like, why are we buying into this, you know, overly priced flowers or restaurants or all these other things? So anyway, I, I think if, you know, if you have that agreement with your spouse that Wait Valentine's I, Day hold is Hold on. Let's back up overpriced. the train. Because I think last year, I, I pushed back on you on this very same <laughs> no, thing. No. And you lit you me up. About that. When I said, oh, it's just a Hallmark holiday, my wife doesn't really care. I think you were all like, okay, I whatever. I think it was the other way around. No. I think it was the other way around. No, that's absolutely not true. You don't you don't have the facts. That was so last year. Dude, I don't I you know, as I was saying it, I do remember having a discussion. I don't remember what side of the fence I was you on. You were on the wrong side. You were like, I don't know, we've got to bow the knee to Hallmark and go no, out and buy a I card. Never said that. I think I was just giving you a hard time. Whatever. And then you uh, conformed and you buy your wife a bouquet of roses that cost I, you like $100. I right? did not. Oh, dude. you didn't? Okay, I didn't. Fine. No, <laughs> no. But I'm also not the guy that goes out on Sunday or on Monday that's like, hey, here's some stale candy that no, I bought at Ralph's because it's like two bucks off. I'd do it on Friday and give it to her then. So there you I go. I still get the price. There you go. Well, anyways, <laughs> Valentine's Day is coming up. Here's a, a couple of things that we found an article in our local news here that uh, if you live in Southern California, some of these things might be helpful to you. If you live outside of Southern California, you may have to adapt a little bit because some of these have to do with the beach and the ocean and some of you guys are, are listening, you know, wherever you're listening. We've got international listeners to this, by the way, yeah, which is a, why I don't like want to hear us uh, why i don't know <laughs> yeah that's a good question i don't know but we appreciate you we, we do. love you and we, we do. love everybody we pray that for you to too this. yes um, wherever you are in the world yeah and hopefully and it's benefiting you yeah. um and maybe you live south of the equator and if you do uh awesome your toilets flush the other other direction did you know that i i need to see it to believe it i heard about it but yeah i Dude, need to see it south america australia other places south of the equator, their toilets flush backwards. Even in Japan, like they had, they just cut a hole in the ground. And you got to squat down that low. Like you yeah, don't even get. I don't think they're flushing there. <laughs> it's one of the cleanest places. Where are we going with this? But it's fine. Because right. uh, we're, we're right. Valentine's Day ideas, which uh, the toilet should have nothing to do with it. Um, here's a couple of them, <laughs> uh, at least according to the Orange County Register. Number one, find a lookout point. For what, Kellen? What do you do at the lookout point? 
I'd look out, I guess. Look I out? Look out. Yeah, that's that's what... Bedroom window. Right? I can look out of my from my driveway. Why do I need to go to a point? Right. Well, but anyway, a, you can do that if you a, really want to do that. A lookout point. Second is take a mini cruise. Again, some of these are, are Southern California oriented. One of them was, hey, jump on a boat and go to Catalina. Because sure, why not? Yeah, mm-hmm. let's just get on a boat and cruise out to Catalina. It's not COVID friendly right now. It's not. And this is confirming every stereotype that people have of Southern California people. It is. They're like, oh, yeah. look at that. You're just going to get on a boat and go to California. No, this is not normal. We don't people. do that. We don't just that like. That didn't even pop in my mind until we read this article. No, take a romantic gondola ride. <laughs> like I don't what? even know where I would go to do that. Apparently, Naples and Long Beach, you can go and Naples, ride. Long Beach. That ride. No, Long Beach was that fancy. But gondola. okay. Um, this one's yeah. funny. Are we on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're on. Visit a lush garden. Not don't not, go visiting a not lush garden. Yeah, just don't visit just a garden. Don't visit, you know. Your Has to be lush. Home Depot garden section. <laughs> like go to <laughs> a lush. Hey, I'm gonna take you out to this right. garden. <laughs> Can you imagine? Department. Hey, babe. This is gonna be a great date. We're just gonna go up and down the aisles and look at fertilizer. Don't and you love the flowers. smell of fertilizer? Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. Maybe even buy something if we're really getting crazy. Totally sets the mood. Yeah. Yeah, these are not helpful. How about number six, though? A movie under the stars. Now, that's legit, right? Like, you could go out. We're, we're in Southern California. There's a lot of smog and haze. Do we even get that many stars that you can see? No, but people listen to this other places where there are stars. That's true. That's and true. they could watch a movie under the stars. See, that, that's where it's a benefit but, not to be in California. You but can. then you've got to have a projector and a screen. Otherwise, you're like holding up your iPhone <laughs> together and watching a movie on your iPhone. And that's just weird. My arm gets tired. Exactly. Sometimes your screen is not big enough. Maybe that's not a very good idea. Yeah. Who yeah. came up with these? I don't know. The other one is go to a beach and explore the tide pools. Dude, I do that with my five-year-old. Like, Why do you want to do it? Hey, let's go yeah. look for starfish in the tide pools. And I like even this picture here is just it's all kids. Right. And then a random old man in the back that's just like, what are y'all doing? He probably wrote the article. <laughs> He's yeah. Shop an open air market. Um okay. Yeah, that's super romantic. Let's go buy some cucumbers at the farmer's market. Here you go. This doesn't relate to California. I guess you can drive and get it, but snuggle in the snow. Past. Like I don't why do I need to snuggle in the snow? It's cold. Um, I don't want to do that. Yeah, get cozy with your loved one, it says on a ski lift. Or take a scenic chairlift ride, but make sure to bundle up. Okay, thanks. <laughs> thanks for that. Don't go in like t-shirts and shorts. Right, because that's what I was going to do. Yeah. These are not good ideas. Let's talk about different ideas. Yeah. Let's okay. talk about a, a different game plan. Uh, there's an article Tim Challies wrote back in 2013 that's just as relevant today as it was then and will continue to be relevant. And it's one that, uh, that came to mind as, as Kellen and I were getting ready for recording this episode. Um, and that article is this, 18 things I will not regret doing with my wife. 18 things I will not regret doing with my wife. In fact, if you go to the Google machines right now and you search Tim Challey's 18 things I will not regret doing with my wife, that article will pull up for you and you can read through it. So we're not going to read it for you, but we do want to hit at least what these items are um, so that uh, you can really think through how to be pursuing your wife or maybe some of you are in a dating relationship and how to be pursuing that in a godly way that... uh, is really going to lay a good foundation for you. Or if you're married, this is going to help your marriage and strengthen your marriage. Um, and I think one of the biggest things that guys struggle with Kellen is, is, I mean, I haven't been doing some of these things. And mm-hmm. since I haven't been doing some of these things, it feels weird to try to start doing some of these things. Mm-hmm. So what would you say to the guy that's out there listening? That's like, man, I, I just haven't been loving my wife very well. Yeah. And it feels almost hypocritical to try to start doing that. And so I've kind of just settled for the status quo. What would you advise that guy? <laughs> just do it. 
do it now. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> yeah there's no better time than the present. And maybe that's been you for the last five years. But I guarantee you the, the biggest smile on your wife's face would be when you make that change, when you start investing in her, because all of our wives want it and they're looking for it. And it's so easy just to you know, pawn it, I'll put that on the back burner and say, well, I'm busy with work. I'm busy doing these other things. And meanwhile, you know, my wife understands, she gets it. It's like, no, we, God gifted us with our wives and we need to be able to pour into them and lead them and love them and invest in them. Um, the same way we did when we first got married, when we were all googly eyes and I don't know why I use that word. Googly eyes? Whatever. Dude, I don't think I don't, I've ever been googly eyes. I, but. <laughs> yeah, you have. Stop playing. It just came out, whatever. But when you had that feeling of like, man, like I, I'm marrying this woman, like this is my dream. That's still the woman. She, you should actually grow from that point in time. Like, right. Majority of marriages that, you know, from a Christian, unfortunately, standpoint, but secular especially, is like you get married and that's the peak, and then from there it sort of gets less and less. But for us as Christian men, we need to be pouring into our wives and loving them more and more every single day, and and that. That's work. It's going to require work. It's not something that just shows up on the calendar and you don't have to think about it. You're going to have to work and be intentional right. about it. Right. That word intentionality. Yeah. So let's go through some of these. The first one off the bat, and, and this is probably the one that you're anticipating and expecting to be on this list, but it's yep. pray with her. Yeah. Um, pray with her, not just for her, uh, but but spend time in prayer together as husband and wife. And that's so often one of the first things that takes a backseat in marriages. It's like, oh man, we're busy or we've got to do this or we've got to drop the kids off or it's late or we're tired and and you just don't get around to praying. And so, Kellen, to your point, being intentional means carving out time where you know every single day you're going to pray with her. Mm-hmm. And if you're not praying at all with her, don't sit there and be like, okay, we're going to pray for three hours together tonight. <laughs> no, start small. Right. Just pray before you go to bed. Pray before you leave for the day and, and go to work. Yeah. Spend any time. Spend some time. But just start by saying, we're going to commit to pray together and make it part of your daily routine. Yeah, You might be thinking, what do I pray for? Pray for your marriage. Start there. You and her praying together for your marriage is a great thing to do. Uh, number two on the list is, is dating her. So again, that investment in our wives, not thinking that, hey, a date is when you know, the kids go to bed early and we get you know, five, 10 minutes, 20 minutes to watch TV or talk before, but actually going out, getting outside of the home. Uh, some of you men are, are, are blessed to have your, your wife work from home or take care of the kids, which is the hardest job in America, uh, is staying at home with the kids. And being able to date her, take her outside the home where she's not thinking about the kids and you get a sitter and you just, just go be you and her and invest in your marriage that way is so important. And don't talk about your kids on your dates with your <laughs> wife, right? I mean, that is the, one of the worst things for us to do is we go out and we are trying to get away from our kids to talk about yeah. our marriage and to talk about one another. And we spend the whole time talking about Johnny and Susie and how they're doing in school or what happened yesterday or how fine. Stop it. Or looking at pictures of them. Right. It's like, <laughs> oh, you just left them behind. For a reason. What are you doing? Talk about yourselves. Talk about your marriage. Ask questions about each other. Just like you did when you were dating and getting to know each other. Focus on, okay, I'm, I'm going to take my wife out for a date tonight. I need to spend time getting to know her, pursuing her. And if one of you starts talking about the kids, stop it. Yeah. Just put an end to it and don't <laughs> let it happen. This third one I love, and I love the perspective, is serving with her. Mm-hmm. Not serving her, serving with her. 
Um, and that has to do with uh, spiritual leadership, which we'll get to later in this list. But uh, And so much of this boils down to spiritual leadership. But making sure that you and your wife are involved in your local church and you are serving, and, and Charles is even suggesting serving together. Which is just cool. I mean, I know with with my job, you know, I'm a pastor and, and I'm a pastor over our men's ministry, um, but also over our college ministry. And obviously, my wife doesn't really have much of a role in our men's ministry. Shocker. Um, <laughs> but to to be able to partner with her in serving with our college students mm-hmm. is just such a joy yeah. and so so much fun to to serve alongside her in that capacity. Yeah, great. Uh, number four, looking back with her, and so we, I alluded to. When you got married, and you know those early stages of of marriage, uh, just the things that you used to do that brought you so much joy, just being able to look back and see where God's where God's brought you from, and sometimes it's even funny to think that hey, this used to be our source of entertainment, or this is what we did, and we had a good time doing it, um, or you know even thinking about uh, when it was just one kid before it was three or five, and right? Just thought you you thought it was tough back then, and right? It's like how am I going to survive this one kid is so hard, right? Uh, but it's just good to look back and laugh and just see how God continues to grow your marriage. Right. And, and when you do that, when you take that time to reflect, to look back, uh, that's going to fuel your prayer life with her. To, to look back over those times and not just to say, oh, look how great that was. Isn't that awesome? But then to stop and say, God, thank you. Mm-hmm. Right. As you look back and, and you see God's faithfulness and his sovereignty in your life as in, in your marriage, it's it's seizing upon those moments and those opportunities to praise him for that, to thank him for that, to glorify him for that. And that's a great way for you to, to cultivate prayer time with your wife is to spend that time reflecting and then not just reflecting, but also thanking and praising and glorifying him for all that. Yeah. Fifth is leading her in love. And this is what I was alluding to earlier with so much of this is about spiritual leadership. Well, here it is. We're talking about leading her, that God has designed you men to be the lead in the relationship and to uh, the, to, the buck is going to stop with you. Um, at the end of the day, you're responsible for the, uh, the state of your marriage. And that's not to say that you are, you know, culpable for sin from your wife or anything, but you are responsible for how your marriage is doing and how you are doing as a couple in the eyes of God. And so, uh, that onus falls on you, men. So make sure that you own that and lead her lovingly. One of the things that I'm always amazed by when I do weddings and when I do premarital counseling and getting into Ephesians 5 is that one of the things that our relationship with our spouse should do is to make them more like Christ than they would be if they weren't with us. Right. What a convicting thought that is, yeah. man. So Kellen, for you, that means your wife is is should be at the end of her life more godly because she's been married to you than she would be otherwise. And right. same for me. Yeah. Man, that's an onus that's on us, that right. God places on us, not on her, but on us to say... Man, you need to love her and you need to wash her with the water of the word. You need to sanctify her. You need to present her spotless as a bride without blemish right before the Lord. Um, And so men have that leading impact on your wife. Yeah. And that that takes, again, work and not just letting things just flow and expecting it to happen um, without us putting in effort and making being intentional about it. Uh, Another thing we can be intentional about is uh, buying her flowers. And that seems... Like such a, a a thing to do that just doesn't mean a lot. But again, taking that extra effort to say, I'm going to stop by the store. I'm not going to wait on just Valentine's Day or right. some holiday to buy flowers. Which is flowers. Sunday, by the way, guys. Sunday yeah, is Valentine's Day. It is. but <laughs> So you can still buy flowers. But outside of Valentine's Day, be just stop by the store every once in a while. Buy flowers. 
Um, even go so far as writing a card. Again, some some of these things that we don't think to do, it's like, ah, I don't know if I have time. But those type of things mean the world to our wives. Right. When we take the time out of our day to say, you know what, I'm just going to put pen to paper and tell you how I feel about you. Um, or I'm going to go buy flowers and hear, you know, five or six corny people at the store saying, oh, right. yeah, that's so nice. You're right. such a good husband. I had one person say, what did you do wrong? I'm right. Like, Dude, what? <laughs> right. Right. The world's I, perspective. I can actually buy flowers and right. just be proactive about it. So buying flowers is a great thing to or, do. Or whatever she likes. Substitute yeah. for flowers, fill in the blank. If it's her favorite ice cream, go to the store on your way home from work and pick up a pint of that favorite ice cream that she loves and bring that home to her when she didn't ask you to do it. Or if she likes chocolates or if she, you know, really likes a, a particular movie or whatever, plan a date night out for that. Do the unexpected, I guess, is really what this point is all about. It's bless her with the things that she loves in a time that she's not expecting it or you're not obligated to do it. Yeah. Um, As a leader, compass active, I don't buy ice cream. <laughs> whatever that's not true that's not true you're in my hfg man you can't pull that um no but yeah whatever and like kellen said a note or even a text guys take time push back from your desk at work and shoot your wife a text that says hey i love you i'm proud of you i care about you i'm so thankful that you are my wife and i'm blessed by having you in my life right do that it's gonna bless her seventh ask for forgiveness and this may seem like obvious, but how often don't we do this, man? If, if there's been conflict in the marriage, don't just wait for it to naturally subside or for there to be this natural resolution. If, if you've wronged your wife in conflict, go and ask for forgiveness uh, to her and, and be specific and be, um, be pointed in that. Will you please forgive me for this? Um, I did this. This was wrong. Will you please forgive me? Uh, that's so huge for us in conflict. And then the the inverse of that, Kellen, is... Forgiving her. Yeah. Uh, so being able to say, I forgive you, and truly and genuinely mean it. Oftentimes, as, as men, and uh, we, what we typically will do is, yeah, I forgive you, but then we put it in the the uh, whatever you want to call it, the bag, and uh, and just hold on to it. And we bring it out two weeks later of saying when something else went wrong. Well, remember you did this two weeks ago. It's like, if we forgive somebody, then we're forgiving them. We're putting that behind us and we're moving forward. Right. Um, and so being genuine to say, I forgive you, as hard as it is to sometimes for us to apologize and say, I'm sorry, uh, it's equally as hard for us to say, I forgive you and I'm willing to move on uh, from that. Right, because like Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13, right? Love keeps no record of wrongs. Mm -hmm. um, so forgiving is, is letting that go and purging that record from the list. Ninth would be holding her hand, right? And that's, maybe you think, man, that sounds kind of cor corny or cheesy, but uh, think about the first time you held your, your now wife's hand or maybe you're dating your, your girlfriend's hand. There was an impact there, right? There yeah. was that like jolt, that electricity. That just like, meant something. Yeah. Dude, whoa, yeah. <laughs> dude, this is awesome. Right. Um, you know, I remember with, with my wife holding her hand for the first time and Chalice makes a point, you know, it, it kind of loses its impact. And if you're married, it loses its impact because the physical intimacy hopefully is ratcheted up man, from just holding hands to other things. Right. Um, that's a different podcast, but as as you're you're thinking about this, that that's significant to her. You know, that's that's something that you can do to show that you care about her, that you love her, and that it's just that that small thing. And and Charlie's calls it a sweet habit that mm -hmm. can so quickly be lost. And I, I love that idea of a habit of just reaching out, taking her hand, and uh, just that symbolism there of hey, we we go together. I'm yours. You're mine. This is a, a symbol of that. Um, and so just doing something simple like that can be impactful. 
Yeah, number 10 on the list is planning her hobby time. Uh, and I'll even add on to this is plan, planning the date night. Even for us as men, so often we will relinquish that role to our wives and say, hey, you plan it. I got, I'm busy doing my own stuff at work. I'll focus on my calendar at work and we leave everything to them to plan for the home. But it's just being able to plan something that she likes to do. Or you, know, you take the kids and say, hey, I'm going to hang out with the kids today. If you got kids, then allow your wife to have that free time uh, to go do things that she needs to do uh, to catch up uh, on, on life and to catch up maybe from a devotional standpoint, even just getting out and going to read the word by herself without having the kids scream. Like, those things mean a lot when we're able to do things from a planning standpoint uh, to ensure that our wives, our wives have that time uh, to sort of disconnect from their day-to-day job around the kids. Right. I'm going to combine two of these next ones. The next one is washing her with the word. And then another one is reading with her. And those two things I think go together because what we're talking about with washing her with the word, and that's, that's the way Charlie's phrases it. And he pulls it out of Ephesians five. Um, it sounds kind of weird, but it's, it's really making sure that the two of you are in God's word together. And that's why I combine that with that next one reading with her um, is making sure that you guys are, are taking God's word in together, whether that's you're both up in the morning doing your daily Bible reading at the same time, or you're just a voice of accountability in her life to make sure that she is in the word. Uh, it's you taking the phone and, and texting her a scripture verse during the day. That's going to be an encouragement to her. Um, it's you just making sure that, uh, that you're, if you guys have family devotions, doing family devotions, leading those, uh, but just making sure that the Bible, that scripture is central to your marriage and that you use it in a way that will bless your wife um, and demonstrate that you care about her and love her because you care about her relationship with the Lord, which is uh, the greatest conduit that we have in that is is the scripture itself. So uh, washing her with the water of the word and then also reading with her, those two things kind of go hand in hand, just making sure that the Bible saturates your marriage. Yeah. And I'm going to take one, one of these towards the bottom um, and it says, saying, I love you. And just the power, again, in those words, uh, it's so easy for us to think, well, they, they know I love them. Like, I don't need that verbally It's like saying. holding hands, right? Yeah. It's like the first time you said, I love you to your wife, like there was yeah. weight to that. Right. It was like big deal. Um, and yeah, just continuously saying that and saying it you know, for no re- apparent reason, right? Not right before you go to bed, right before you leave the house. Sure. I love you. Those are the things that you know, those almost get lost in translation. Not that they, uh, not that we want to diminish the meaning when I, when we say I love you when you leave, but for no apparent reason, just in the house, uh, being able to look your wife in the eyes and say, you, you know what, I, I love you. I just want to tell you I love you. I didn't have any reason to do it, but just being able to say that um, is just so powerful. And again, our wives need that and then they want that and when they deserve that. And so we need to be able, um, as a provider and a leader of the home, be able to love our wives in that way by verbalizing it as well. Right. Yeah. Another big one is listening to her. Um, and not just in conflict, but listen to her, ask her how her day was when you get home from work and, and mean it when you ask it. In other words, if you mean it, when you ask it, you're going to sit down and you're going to listen to what she has to say back to you. Listen to what she's going on. Ask her questions that, you know, hey, what are you learning in, in your time in the Word right now? What are you learning in women's Bible study if she's involved in women's Bible study? Hey, what was hard for you today? How can I pray for you tomorrow? You know, what went well today? Uh, what are you excited about? What are you looking forward to? Is there anything causing you anxiety right now in your life? Ask these questions. I'm, I'm convicting myself as I, as I talk about this. <laughs> but ask these questions and then listen to her response. Right. Um, and learn more about who she is and, and ways that you can bless her and, and pray for her and love her and encourage her and 
uh, spur her on in, in Christ likeness and also find out what God is doing in her life because that's huge in that. Yeah. 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 And one of the other ones that it has on there is, again, we talked about it uh, a little bit, but enjoying shared interest. So, you know, those things that when you first started dating, you had those common interests of things that you like to do. Um, and you can almost say, like, just be youthful with your wife again, right? Do those things that you guys made uh, made effort to do when you were married, before you had kids, if that's your situation, before, you know, your job got too busy, before you had all of these things. You might be serving in ministry for ministry, um, you know, got too crowded on the schedule. Like, what are those things that you did that brought you so, so much joy that you and her both enjoyed doing together? Find yeah, those like things. A, like a gondola ride. A g- <laughs> To bring Never it full circle. Those, no, so. but for me and I, and my wife, I know for us, it's it's going for a walk. Yeah. And thankfully, our kids are, are older now, and so we don't need to get a babysitter every time we want to leave the house necessarily. But we'll go for a walk in the evening. We'll just go out and walk around the neighborhood and and just spend that time outside talking with each other and catching up on what's going on. And that's something that we uh, do together. That's that's enjoyable. Um, yeah, uh, one more maybe, or, or Kellen, if you want to throw another one in after this, but at least, let's do maybe two more. Uh, one would be getting away with her. So, men, if you have not been on a vacation with your wife in the last however long, plan one, put one on the books, <laughs> get it out there, and and go and take her away. Now, does that have to be a week? No. Does that even have to be multiple nights? No. It, it, it can be, hey, can we find somebody to watch the kids so you and I can go away for a night together? And just be away and spend that time and connect with each other and uh, and just be with one another and away from all of the craziness and just focus on each other for that time that you're away. But man, don't, uh, don't put that on her. You plan that. You make that happen. Find that time, schedule the babysitter, find a relative to come watch the kids or just drop them off at the local church nearby you and say, Hey, will you just keep them alive until we get back? Cause we need to go away. Um, no, don't do that. But yeah, please don't plan that time, get away and, uh, and, and take some time away. Just the two of you. Yeah. And I think the, the final one on this list is, uh, worshiping with her. And again, all that kind of sums it up, brings it back to God and his word and our worship for him. But being able to, to worship with her, going, going to church uh, with her, sitting side by side with your wife, uh, studying God's word with her, uh, even worshiping, singing with her, uh, doing all of those things with the person you love most uh, is just a great feeling and something that um, it, it, it allows us to connect even more. Um, I think oftentimes we are doing things, whether it be ministry and uh, just you know, daily schedule with the kids and all that, but plan that time to go to church together and be, again, intentional, sitting together, worshiping together, talking about it afterwards, spending that time with your wife, again, building her up um, at the same time you are building yourself up just in a close relationship with the Lord is something that we need to do with our wives, and that's what they're there for. Speaking of which, my wife is literally calling right now during this uh, this podcast, but I'm going to have to call her back after we're done recording. So I was going to say, maybe she's hearing, but we're not live. Right, we're not, we're, we're not live. But anyways, <laughs> as we do land the plane, men, we, uh, we will be praying for you. We'll be praying for you husbands that are out there. We'll be praying for you single men that are out there because you know we don't know what the future holds for you. And, and the Lord may have somebody in mind for you. Maybe you're in a dating relationship right now. Great, awesome. We're praying that you can take some of these things, uh, not all of them, but some of them and, and implement them in, in a way that'll be... 
beneficial and helpful, but we, uh, we certainly will be praying for you men to be just godly in the way that you pursue uh, a woman, pursue your wife, pursue uh, whoever God does bring into your life if you're single whenever he does do that in a way that pleases him and glorifies him. 